0: Welcome to week number 167 of the two guys in the Friday's podcast. My name is Steven, and that over there is Travis.
1: Happy December, Steve.
0: Happy December to you um, as well. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Um, welcome, everyone. If it's your first time, uh, this is the thing that we do. We go back. We watch all of TGIF exactly 30 years after it airs. And this week is no different, except it's a little different because we don't have four shows. We have three. Family Matters is in reruns.
1: That is correct. So, step by step, dinosaurs, and Camp Wilder.
0: A uh, couple things to get out of the way. Thanks, Nikki, for the theme song this week.
1: Thanks, Nikki. Appreciate it.
0: You can send in your own version of the theme song. It's pretty easy to do. Just shoot us an email, tgifcast at gmail.com. And also, while you're doing that, make sure you're following us on all social media at tgifcast. That's where we are. That's where we're at. That's what we're doing. Um, Now, these episodes that would have aired back in 92, what was the actual date that these came on?
1: These would have been Friday, December 4th, 1992.
0: All right, so we'd like to see what was going on in the world that week 30 years ago, and I just pulled one story, and I mean, anytime you have a court case, it's always like a three-part story, right? It's like they did (laughs) something, and then they were tried and found guilty, and then they were sentenced. This is the sentencing. Okay. Of this story for um a young lady named Amy Fisher. She was been in the news
1: recently. was she was she in the news recently? Was that her that I just saw? Was she? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe we're getting here. I know. I'm getting confused with uh who's that mom that that allegedly went killed her daughter.
0: Uh Benet, right?
1: No, no. Different no, one? No, no, no. Another mom one that, killing her daughter. Well, allegedly. Um Whatever I can't remember her name
0: right now. Well, her Wikipedia page does say as of 2022, Amy Fisher is still a webcam model. Look good for her. Yeah, and for those not familiar, um, she was having an affair. She was like 16 years old at the time, mm-hmm. having an affair with uh Joey Buttafuoco, right? Is that his name? Yep. yep yeah. Yep. Yep. And then uh he sh- or she went over to her house, shot his, to his wife house. to, his, to house. his house. Her well, her being the person she shot, right? Sure. Okay. Mary Joe Buttafuoco. Shot her, didn't kill her, um, severely wounded her, and then uh, was sentenced to somewhere between five and ten years on this date, but ends up only serving seven when she was paroled in 1999. And then, you know, she just became like a porn star and a webcam model.
1: So she, and this is this date, from this week is the, when she was sentenced. Correct. Correct. Yep. 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 Okay. All right. All right. But all
0: this was going on in 92. I don't know if we've talked about it before, but the sentencing happened December 2nd, 1992.
1: This was some saucy stuff back in the day.
0: Oh yeah. Like it was, I I guarantee you it has to get mentioned at some point in TGIF, right?
1: There's like three made for TV movies about this, that, that star like, like Drew Barrymore. I think one's Alyssa Milano and i can't remember who the other one is and they um somebody did a like a mega cut where they put like put them all together so that they had like a, an entire like an even more robust story so yeah
0: so according to um wikipedia there are 6 movies about amy fisher three of them i'm looking
1: at well uh,
0: three of them are well yeah. known i guess oh i guess yeah maybe some some of those are personally made movies by her which uh <laughs> They are about her, but they are also starring her. And this is when her uh when she's out of uh prison with her uh porn star webcam career. Yeah. But yeah, Alyssa Milano, Drew Barrymore, and Noel Parker, who I don't know who that
1: is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who that is.
0: All right, but, but yeah That's this yeah, week in ninety two. You know, what about uh movies music? What was number one?
1: Yeah, so uh, for music, we have a new song, Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You. Okay. So that is... Uh, I was waiting for this
0: one. I knew it was coming.
1: Yeah. You know, I don't know if The Bodyguard is ever going to be... I don't think it was ever number one. So we didn't get The Bodyguard as a like number one film. But that song was huge. Yeah, I, I remember this. I mean, this song was huge. Yeah. Um, movie is still home alone two home alone two has got uh, at least one more week maybe two i think one my wife more and weeks.
0: daughter are currently watching all of the home alones i think they're number, they're four in i think there's seven of them
1: yeah i've only watched the first two because i'm a normal human being um i don't know how the other the other five are any good they're, have you watched any enjoying. of the other ones
0: no i haven't been in the room but uh i know they said one of them that came out in like 2000 or 2001 was like this whole smart house and it literally like told the future
1: did um it's, it's it's definitely not Kevin McAllister in all of them though, right? It's like a new character.
0: Oh, like a totally new character? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm asking.
1: I don't I don't know the
0: I think I've seen through four, but it's been a while since I've seen three and four.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Uh okay. I'm not I am in no I'm in no hurry to watch them.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. I
1: am curious to see who let's see. I'm looking at they have Wikipedia has one of those breakdowns of like what characters are in all the movies. So it looks like Kevin McAllister does come back in the, in four. But played
0: Daniel
1: by not Macaulay Culkin. Not Macaulay Culkin. No. No, Marvin. Marvin, uh, at least Marv comes back in four as well, but no Harry. Okay. Uh, not Daniel Stern, though. Oh.
0: Doesn't
1: count. Yeah. And then there's a whole bunch of other characters, and nobody cares about.
0: Uh, we could right, cool. We could start a Home Alone podcast.
1: Not interested. Okay. Um, I do have a birthday, though. Oh. Uh, let's see, November twenty seventh, which was Sunday, Mr. Jaleel White. So, happy birthday, Jaleel White! If you ever, you know, we would gladly offer you the birthday gift of coming on our podcast if you want to take us eh. up on that. That is,
0: no? no, are you are you over it? Uh, we've tried. We we gave him the opportunity. If he wants to, if he wants to miss out, that's on him.
1: Hey, look, Jaleel, here's the deal. You talk to me. Send me an email. I'll talk to Steve. I'll see if we can convince him, and and we'll see. we'll, we'll, we'll work something out. Work something out.
0: We'll talk about it. Um, Yeah. yeah, So, like we said, Family Matters is on reruns this week. So, probably celebrating Julia White's birthday. But uh, we do have Uh, three other shows, Step by Steps, Taking the 830 Slot. It's uh, Season 2, Episode 11, Back to Basics. And uh, it starts off with uh, Cody. He's uh, coming into the kitchen where Dana is and tells her that uh, he had this real interesting thought. And she just kind of sits there like... (laughs) waiting for him to tell her this interesting thought. And then it turns out he forgot what the interesting thought was. And that's the whole intro.
1: Yeah. It's a weird, this is a weird intro. I don't know. I did write. He's that like, there oh, were... oh, I
0: got it back. And then he's like, Oh, there it goes again.
1: Oh, I should start wearing a hat. Yeah. I wrote oh. down
0: that there were some very present mellow, yellow, and Sprite cans in this, uh, opening. I did notice well. that
1: the, the logo Yeah had to notice the product placement. Um,
0: all right. So then we have our theme. We come back. We've got Carol. She's getting home. From the video store, um, I put a little note in here, too. There was a probably unplanned pickle flip catch that was pretty impressive. I don't know if you put any notes oh, I, about that.
1: No, I missed that. Oh. So
0: Carol walks in. She slams her bag down on the kitchen table. Somehow off of, like, the fork or the plate, a pickle flies up in the air. Like a like a full pickle, not a sliced pickle. Uh-huh, flies uh-huh. up in the air, and uh, what's his face? Uh, Frank catches it and takes a bite out of it, I believe. That had to have been planned, and I got. To go I don't back think it was planned. That. I don't think it was planned. He like. How did he not plan that? It was so perfect. I don't think it was planned. Go back and. Watch I want it. to stop.
1: I was. I almost want to stop the podcast right now and go watch it, and then come back and finish. Can we do that? Talking
0: about. It. Sure. All right, pausing it right here. All right. So, what do you think?
1: Planned. 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 It just that doesn't happen by accident. You don't have a pickle on a fork by accident. That just and here's the other thing too is that if if that was not planned. Then the two of them, and they are seasoned actors, played it off brilliantly. Because there's no way that you could that could have happened by accident without both of them cracking up or being like, "What just happened?"
0: I feel like it was by accident, and he played it off perfectly.
1: She did too. If that's true. Then she did too. Both of them. did.
0: How many takes did it take if it was planned? Uh, a lot, right? Three. Whoa,
1: three. All right, they're, they're pros.
0: I'm just like, where does the writer come up with that? Hey, you know what would be really cool here? When you come in, not only are you going to drop your bag on the table, we're going to put a pickle on the fork. It's going to fly up in the air.
1: So here's what, I'll, here's what I'll give you. Here's what I'll give you. Originally unplanned. There was a okay. take of this where she, they, she comes in, she does that. The pickle flies and he's like, whoa, and it doesn't catch it. And they're like, uh, and, or he it, does catch let's it, let's redo it. Right, right, right. Or he does catch it and doesn't play it off. And so then they're like, we got to do that again and make it, make it part of the scene.
0: I mean, they won't even remember the scene probably if we ever get them on. I bet you they will. You think so? I mean, if it's planned, yeah. they will. Well, by the time way. we get them on,
1: they'll they'll be so old they won't remember anything.
0: Uh, yeah. So pickle scene flying up in the air. Oh yeah, Carol's got some. Stuff to say. She's mad because she just got back from the video store and they gave her an eighty four dollar bill. Apparently, uh, they had what like four movies out.
1: Uh, Something four like that. movies and one got lost under brendan Ninja turtles 2. secret, yeah, of, the secret you know of the ooze but you know what
0: movie. uh frank's real excited he hasn't seen secret of the ooze yet he's <laughs> glad that they have to keep this tape but uh carol she's not a happy camper right now and she says these kids need to control their spending and she thinks it's time for another family meeting
1: how often were people being forced to buy movies at block when you were to blockbuster like how often did it get to this point where it was just like all right now you have to pay for a the lot movie?
0: A whole yeah, lot. How,
1: was a movie like 30 40 bucks? No,
0: when I was there it was cheaper. It was like regular price, like 20 bucks. It wasn't crazy where okay. they only had like a certain amount of copies and everything like that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was okay. not out of all control. Right. Uh all right, so she says family meeting. Frank's like, "No, we can't do that. We just need to make this easy. I'll just sit him down. I'll tell him, "All right, you can only have two movies at a time, and then it's done." And she's like, "No, this house is democracy. We need to talk it over. We've got to have this family meeting." So That's where we're going, going to the family meeting.
1: Yeah, family meeting.
0: Uh, Healthy discussion is good. I guess. Uh, Frank's carrying down uh, Brendan, who's just, like, screaming because he doesn't (laughs) want to go to this family meeting. Um, All the kids are down there. Carol tries to say that this, like, meeting is going to be fun. We're all going to talk. And uh, she has this idea that everyone, all the kids, pick something that they can give up, something that they're spending a bunch of money on. And she has like a list of suggestions for all the kids.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is a bad place to start because she basically picks each kid's favorite thing, which I mean, that's not really the intent. The intent isn't to punish them. It's to find ways to cost money. So maybe other, other routes are the right
0: way to go. She's like, no more videos or no more going to the movies or no more party dresses. And like, yeah, no one's happy. They say no to everything. They're not going to give up anything. And then that just gets Carol frustrated she says that's it we're getting rid of everything then food and shelter only in this house and we're getting back to basics
1: zero every back to the woods
0: yeah so we go to a next scene where uh, carol and frank are uh reading in bed um she brings up some article about like the, the recession is hurting sex life or something. And then like, uh, Frank says like, Oh, I can fix that. And he starts to try like, to get over yeah. and, uh,
1: let's do our part for the economy. Yeah.
0: He tries to get cuddly with, uh, Carol but uh as this is happening uh someone walks in brendan i think yeah Bren- yeah
1: they start with brendan so brendan knocks on the door and, and then just walks in without waiting for a response
0: yeah and he's upset because he now thinks this is all his fault all this back to basics is because of this video that he left under the bed and they try to explain to him like no it's not your fault but frank is like just trying to get him out of the room it's well
1: quick- i would i would say that they don't they do say it's not his fault cuz i mean it's not his fault but they do it is they his do fault. also it's partly his fault, but they, that's what they say, though. They're this like, it. well, you know, this wasn't good and it did what it did cost us money. But and it's not your fault, but this was not, you know, you 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 messed up. And I, he takes that to heart.
0: Yeah. Um, Frank, though, I mean, he definitely has different intentions. Like he's just trying to get back with Carol as quick as possible. He oh, sure, knew sure. he was about to get some action and uh, sends uh, Brendan back to his bed. They start kissing again. And now we have Dana coming into the room. She uh, comes in because she's, she, she tries to take a different approach. She's like, Mom, Dad, um, I'm an adult. I know that uh, this has to do with the kids, so can I come get my allowance now? And they're like, well, adults don't get allowance, so no, you can't have
1: it. <laughs> smart answer.
0: Uh, then Mark comes in. Uh, Frank's pretty quick to kick him out, though, and then runs to the hallway and announces to the entire uh, house, everyone we're old we're going to bed we need our sleep and then uh you hear jt in the background yell like yeah right, <laughs> right jt um uh, next scene we've got uh all the kids upset all the
1: kids are just mad about stuff
0: they're not able to do anything um dana wanted to go to this like a uh, movie like uh what is it was it like a french movie festival, festival. Or yeah yeah and
1: and and she can't go but then cody comes in yeah. and ask her to go to a movie. Of course, she says no at first.
0: But then she finds out that Cody is like a big fan of this type of movie that Dana wants to go to. Like, he knows a lot about <gasps> it, which is really weird.
1: Was that... Okay, it was... I couldn't remember if it was that or if he just like won ticket somewhere and was like, I'm going to go to this thing. No, he's so like, oh you're right, man, I'm a big yeah, fan of
0: this. I love his art direction and like how he yeah, looks yeah. At different things. And she's like, what? And then uh, she's... I think she says something to Dana. I almost... Like, this is almost so bad. I almost went to a movie with uh, with Cody. But then I think she... <laughs> ends up saying yes right
1: oh uh, i don't remember i don't know i didn't follow it that far
0: okay um yeah i wrote she declines but then almost says yes uh then the kids start arguing and then uh they're all well, like mark
1: the other funny thing is mark comes in and he, he keeps getting beat up at school because um because he doesn't have money to pay off the bullies so that's right yeah He's-
0: so, all the kids start arguing about, like, not having any money. Um, Carol's side of the family all blames Brendan and the tape being under his bed. Uh, you see Brendan, like, get sad and walk away. And then, like, JT's even, like, calling him, like, an idiot dumb face. Like, just because he's an idiot doesn't mean that it's his fault yeah. or something like that. Which, right, uh, right, right, Then they show this, like, uh, little shot of Brendan in the stairwell just, like, the saddest you've ever seen him before.
1: He's sad. He's like sulking away. I mean, they're being a little excessive. They're being mean. They're yeah. being
0: mean. Uh so then we go um later that night. Uh you see Frank walk into the backyard. Cody's mm-hmm. back there, and uh he can't find Brendan anywhere. Brendan is missing.
1: He's gone. Right away. He's probably hanging out with Stephanie Tanner somewhere. <laughs>
0: uh we find out also at this point that uh Cody took an assertiveness training class. He was going to take this class about helping him remember things but then he forgot to sign up for the class about remembering things so he ended up signing up for a class for assertiveness training and he complains that the uh, teacher was too assertive and he does seem like he's picked up a couple things in this class though
1: yeah this is like a weird random thing I'm it not quite is. sure why they do this but they do
0: um uh, so there, there, and then uh Frank goes back in the house looking for Brendan Cody goes to open his van and that's where he finds Brendan. Brendan is uh, hanging out in his van. And not only that, he's packing his bags because he's planning on running away.
1: Yeah, he's gonna, he's just, he just can't take it anymore. He can't take it. Yeah, don't blame he, him.
0: he asks Cody, he's like, Cody, just don't tell anyone. I just promise not to tell anyone. And what does Cody say? He's like, cross my heart, hope to die, stick a needle in my eye. Something about, Taking out his spleen. I can't remember yeah. what the next line was. Yeah,
1: I don't remember what I don't remember the whole rhyme, but yeah, the the the, the re- thing to remember here is that if he if he does break his promise, he has to take out a spleen.
0: Yeah, don't be mean. I'll cut out my spleen. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I don't remember. Um. So yeah, he's like, no, nah, I'm not going to tell anyone. So then uh, he goes inside for dinner, um, and tells uh, Frank and Carol, "Hey, you two, I've got something that I can't tell you right now." And he's like, Carol's like real confused. Like, what do you mean you can't tell us? Can-? Right. And she, he's it's- like, let's go into the living room. I can't tell you. And she's like, well, uh, then you can't tell us in front of everyone else. And then eventually they go into the living room and he ruins the whole surprise and lets them know that Brennan's in the van.
1: Well, but he doesn't ruin the whole surprise. I mean, he- kind of. He's- First of all, it's not a surprise. It's a secret. secret. Second of all, it is... Obviously, the right thing to do is to tell Frank and Carol, but he the he right a, thing. Yes,
0: I guess. And I it, guess you don't want he, a kid running away.
1: No. And he but the thing is, he does it in a way where he doesn't actually tell them they guess. So he he is not telling anybody the secret that Brendan trusted
0: with him. Well, he's like miming it, and doing charades to try to get him to right, figure right, it out right, without right, actually right, right. saying it.
1: Right. Because he promised he wouldn't say anything. And so he's not saying anything. He's, so you don't think
0: he broke his promise to Brendan by doing this?
1: I don't think that this was a real promise that needed to be kept. Oh. I think that I think that this was a that the right thing to do is to tell Carol and Frank. And that Cody knows that and that and that I think that's all there is to it. I don't think that this was a promise that had to be
0: kept. Um uh, where do we go from here? The, oh,
1: the, the Frank and Carol then go out to the backyard. Because they don't want they don't want Brendan to know that Cody told them because they don't want Brendan to be mad at Cody. So they go out to the backyard and they basically start talking really loud outside of the van because they know oh, Brendan's yeah, yeah,
0: like, Man, and I like, wish oh, I knew where Brendan man. was because I've got his yeah. favorite food, spaghetti and right, meatballs, right. sitting right outside for him. And then he opens the door and they're just standing there. So I mean, well, they trick
1: him a little bit more. They they're like, "We're gonna leave a plate right here," and then they like go inside. They act like they're gonna go inside. They they open the door, shut the door, step but away. They don't, boop, 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 don't boop. actually go inside.
0: Um. So yeah, they're just like, "Oh, it's not your fault. We love you very much. No matter what, everything's fine. Don't worry about it." And then they go inside. Well, not, they don't go inside. They, the camera goes inside. We see um, JT is like throwing crumbs at Dana. I guess just in boredom, and I don't know. And she. They started. Yeah, they started. She ends up throwing a roll at his face, which is pretty good. I I thought maybe there was a food fight going to happen here, but it didn't happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was just kind of annoyance, but it wasn't a full full blown war. Uh,
0: Carol comes inside. She makes the announcement back to basics is over done and didn't Frank's didn't work. And then Frank's like two videos a week. That's it. Let's eat. And the whole thing's <laughs> over. That, that's how done. he wanted to end it in the beginning. That's how I wanted to resolve it at the beginning. Right? And that's how it ended. And then we do get a credit scene. Um, we've got uh, Frank upstairs in the bedroom. Carol's in bed. He's finishing installing a new lock on the uh, bedroom door. It's all good to go. The door's locking. And as he does this, Mark walks out of their bathroom. He's already in the room. Um, He leaves and kind of hints that he knew or knows what they are trying to uh, get into. And then as he leaves, uh, Karen comes in the door and she's like, oh, good. The shower's free. So they've got a lock and still not doing anything.
1: Well, yeah, because there there was something wrong with the the shower they normally use. So, yeah,
0: that's step by step Uh, um nine o'clock we've got uh dinosaurs season three episode nine charlene's flat world is the name of this episode uh it starts off we are at school and uh charlene is in science class and they're talking about um properties of matter to start it off yeah and everyone's just kind of like answering questions or like the just like reciting the different parts properties of water and then Charlene's obviously not listening. Science teacher realizes that, calls on her to answer. She can't answer. And the teacher's like, all right, that's it. We've got a a new homework assignment for tonight. I want everyone to come up with an original idea. That's it. Just an original idea.
1: A a unique idea. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, it was probably a lot easier back then because there were a lot less ideas um, had been, you know, come up with.
0: Yeah, and Charlene doesn't even get, like, what an original idea Her
1: brain, like like breaks.
0: Yeah, they show like the inside of her head, like the gears are spinning. It breaks and then uh the teacher's like, "Somebody call the uh call the nurse cuz she might be dead." She's <laughs> she not, be dead. She's not dead. Uh theme song come back. We've got a uh, baby coloring. We've got a uh, Frank or Fran or Frank. <laughs> Fran thinks that Earl um, should start encouraging baby like uh, baby's doing creative things. He's showing that he's got his own ideas and Earl just doesn't even really give him any attention.
1: Well, because baby's like, look at all these pictures and, and Earl's like, huh, yeah, that's great. All right. Good job. Blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah. And Charlene comes in. She tries to get Earl to uh, sign a note getting her exempt from this uh, homework assignment that her science teacher gave her. He's ready to sign it. Fran stops him and uh, realizes what this is all about, and then encourages her to um, that she should try to come up with uh, her own idea. But everyone else in the house is doubting her, pretty much calling her dumb, and there's no way she's going to come up with an original idea.
1: Well, doesn't the note say like, "Hey, the yeah. teacher, Charlene is not smart enough to do this yeah. assignment. Please use her for like for her this. her
0: lack of uh, intelligence or something." Yeah. That said. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so no one believes in her. But uh, the next scene, we've got Charlene up in her room trying to figure out what idea she's going to share with her teacher in the class. And then this was kind of weird, I thought. Yeah? Like, is this just a thought in her head? Or, who, like, the, it's this muse it's a, that shows it's up.
1: It's a muse. It's a muse. Muses are just inspiration.
0: So it's it's in the form of, like, an angel, kind of, right? Like It's a in the form
1: angel. of a muse. It's a muse.
0: Um, shows up. And the muse has an idea for her. um I hope I'm not jumping too quick into this, but no, uh, no,
1: no, you're good. With the, uh, no, you, you, have, you, have, you haven't missed much of anything.
0: Muse is like I got an idea. The world is round.
1: World is round,
0: like an orange, right? Is that what they say here?
1: So like an orange. Yep, not like a pancake.
0: Yep. And then she just starts thinking and then we skip they put the date at the bottom for some reason i don't know if this well is- here's
1: because here's what happens you're I, I don't know where you're i think you're about to skip kind of the joke here okay. the joke here is that so he tells her the world is round she thinks about it she's like oh, i don't know i don't know maybe that's good That's not a bad idea and then he says as as this scene is closing he's like you're you're copernicus right and she's like uh no he's like what's your name and she's like, you know uh, charlene and he's like Oh, I was just supposed to give you a recipe for brownies, oh, and funny. then it and then it skips ahead to like a still picture of a painting of Copernicus that's talking, and it says, "Hey, I came up with this great recipe for brownies instead of you know discovering that the world is round."
0: Yeah, totally missed all that. Um, Six billion BC or was it million? Uh, there were a lot of zeros on there.
1: I can't remember what year they live in.
0: We're gonna go six billion BC. Uh, Robbie is changing like this giant light bulb, which I don't know if that was supposed to show like kind of what's been invented in dinosaur. No, world, no, 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 no. No, this is
1: just so? this is just the setup, the joke that happens in. Like, I feel
0: like it's kind of showing like the invention of the light bulb and like. The, oh, yeah, I didn't ideas, get that at all. Light bulbs, kind of thing. I didn't get that
1: at all. I think it's just. I think it's just so that when Charlene make you know connects two and two with the Earth being round and the orange that. They They have a light bulb to turn on overhead. Yeah, I think that's the joke.
0: Um, So, yeah, Charlene comes down the stairs. um, She picks up an orange, and that's when uh, it all clicks. The light bulb turns on. She understands that this idea could be actually true. The earth, the world, might be round.
1: Yeah, she's into it.
0: Um, Cut to class. Cut to class. Uh, Science teacher is... um,
1: She's doing her presentation. She does her presentation on the earth being round and not a pancake. Science teacher loves it, thinks it's a great idea. And as soon as she finishes up, the uh, the, the cops bust in to arrest her for, for heresy. These
0: these cops have like a special like force name, don't they? Aren't they like The, the Bureau of
1: Government Retribution.
0: Okay. So yeah, they come in, they arrest her. She's going to get tried for heresy, which is where we're at now. We're right into the courtroom. Um, Charlene's being tried. Uh, Fran, of course, is worried. Earl um blames Fran for all of this even happening, saying you should never should have got the idea into her that she should come up with her own idea. And uh then they bring Charlene in from uh from the jail cell. uh uh-huh. Earl tells Charlene, uh all right. Earl's like playing her uh her lawyer pretty much, right?
1: I don't know if he's playing her lawyer. The, really just kind of like giving her advice. I mean, I guess that's the i feel like she's representing
0: her, her. Like uh he's uh, he's in the little table at the front of the courtroom with her.
1: I mean, I wouldn't say this is really an official, you know courtroom
0: no you don't think so
1: i mean it, it isn't the scope of this um it, they don't have an attorney like you would normally think i I, w- I would be hesitant to call earl an attorney
0: i feel like earl's acting as her attorney but it doesn't matter i'm right, sure we'll go with it whatever doesn't matter um so earl's like all right this is what you need to do to get out of this you just have to apologize that's it pretend like it was a joke that you came up with this idea and just say that you're sorry and no she doesn't want it she says yeah. that she's proud for having a completely original idea and uh, she's not going to apologize. And then they yeah, call up the, uh, the first witness. Well,
1: before that I do, I thought this was funny that they, they put in a plea or Earl tries to put in a plea for Charlene and he says, I want to plead temporary intelligence. Um, that's it. I thought that was funny.
0: Uh, yeah, that's good. Um, so then the first witness that comes up is uh, a member of this police force, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, he, says that through surveillance in the uh, classroom because they've got cameras and microphones and stuff they overheard Charlene's uh, idea and it's against what everyone else thinks and that's why she's being tried and feels that uh she's guilty and the judge is automatically already saying guilty like doesn't even want to hear anything he's just oh there, yeah, yeah yeah guilty guilty guilty
1: yeah and this is actually where Earl then pleads temporary intelligence but yeah. This is all stacked against her.
0: Yep. So um Charlene speaks up at this point too and says, uh no, she's uh not gonna change her mind. She's not gonna claim this temporary intelligence thing, and that uh she's just uh she just thinks that her idea is different and that's what it is. And yeah. Fran tells Charlene, uh don't worry Charlene, Robbie's got a surprise witness for you. And that's where we go to now. We've got uh we're back at the school. Robbie is talking to the science teacher, but the uh teacher will not side with uh with Charlene at this point and keeps pointing up to like the surveillance camera like he's being right. watched and like Well not, he is <laughs> not supposed to encourage anyone to have original ideas and he's not gonna help her out in the court case.
1: Right. Well, yeah. I mean he is he is being monitored and that's why he can't can't say
0: it. And this time the cops show back up again, and this time they arrest Robbie.
1: Well, because yeah, and there's another there's another girl in the class who starts to ask about evolution, and Robbie starts to argue about that, and that's yeah, that's when the cops come in.
0: So then we go back to the courtroom. Um the lawyer brings in the next witness who's just called guy with a lab coat. That's the next uh the <laughs> next witness. And uh, he brings out this uh, flat Earth globe that he has. We find out that he actually works for the We Say So Corporation. And once again, this is all the judge needs to see. He sees this globe; the the Earth must be flat, and uh, Charlene must be guilty.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I like I like his expertise. It's just that since he makes globes, he obviously knows what shape they are.
0: Yeah, since he makes globes, and since he's wearing a lab coat, right?
1: Well, that's true. Yes, the lab coat does carry a lot of a
0: lot of weight. So then we go to sentencing. Um, Charlene speaks up once again. She starts to apologize, but then she's like, "You know what, though? But what if I'm right?" And uh, she's like, "Shouldn't I be able to 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 say what I believe?" And then this is where they kind of get into like the creation of free speech, and this is I guess this is where it came from, is what they're saying. But uh, who? He's about to sentence her, and then um,
1: well, yeah, the judge is about uh, to give her forty years in assault line. Yeah.
0: And Charlene says, no, we don't want to do that. Instead, why can't we just both be sentenced to death? And the judge is like, okay, but, but I want to pick my own method of uh, execution. And uh, we can kind of see where this is going. So yeah. Yeah. Um, another day, a few days later, I don't know. The cops are uh, there to take away Robbie and Charlene for their execution. Uh, Charlene keeps ta- telling her parents, don't worry. Everything's going to be all right. Like I kind of have this plan. And, uh, they, this is when we find out that the plan of execution is she wants them to be thrown off the edge of the flat earth. <laughs> She's I mean,
1: beating them at their own game. Yep,
0: throw me off the edge. We'll see what happens. And then we skip 80 days later, around the world in 80 days. Uh, right. Yep, Robbie yep. and Charlene return, and Charlene was right. They walked all the way around the world. The earth is round, and uh, the police officer's like, don't tell anyone just uh here they are Uh, i'll I'll leave now pretty much
1: yeah friend that was making her dinner every night the same meal just in case she did. yeah uh,
0: (laughs) i wrote down the line she's like "Uh, i made you your favorite meal and then uh charlene's like you knew we were coming back today and she's like well i made it every day and then uh earl says 80 consecutive days of meatloaf is uh makes me like more thankful than you are that you're back or something (laughs) that we don't have to deal with that anymore or something like that yeah that's a good one that's that dinos uh one more show 9 30 it's our favorite camp wilder season one episode 11 uh jung at heart i didn't even what's the play on words with that
1: carl um, young is a is a psychologist psychiatrist uh, okay.
0: yeah it's pronounced young with a J. Young. Uh, jung. jung,
1: young uh no, young well, young it doesn't matter that's carl what
0: young. it is uh yeah so we start off we've got uh brody doing some homework Ricky comes over and talks about uh, this dream that she was having. He mentions like, is it like the dream with the firefighter again? And she's like, no, not that sex dream. This is a different one. This is the one where I mean, Well, in- she doesn't call
1: it a sex dream. Brody and Dorfman call it a sex dream. She says it's not a sex dream.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but uh, she says, no, this is a dream where I'm like in school and I'm in class and I'm sitting in my underwear and, I hadn't been to school in a really long time, and Dorfman's like, uh, "I know that feeling." And then uh, she's like, "Oh, I guess everyone has that dream." And then he's like, "Dream," so he just <laughs> well, shows up randomly in class with his un- in his underwear after not being there for a long time.
1: The fi- that is what happened. The firefighter dream though is important because it does come back up later. So she does, he does bring up the is it the firefighter dream with the hose? Obviously, is supposed to represent penis and she's like no no the hose represents uh <laughs> cleansing the water is cleansing and and you know new new starts or whatever
0: yeah um so yeah that does come back uh after the theme we've got um uh, ricky still trying to like remember something and she feels like um
1: well she's making a list because she feels like she's just missing out on stuff.
0: yeah she's like getting panicked that she keeps forgetting things so she's making this list about uh just a way to help her try to remember these things Melissa is um, looking for her homework. She can't find it mm-hmm. anywhere. Beth and Danielle come in, and we find out too that Brody needs help because he has to do a book report on *The Lord of the Flies*, and he has not read the book.
1: I am kind of surprised. I feel like *Lord of the Flies* is a book Younger? you read bef- bef- yeah, before, yeah, before Brody's a- age. I mean, there's a lot of themes that maybe what did you *Lord don't of the Flies* really come grasp? out? Oh, like in the
0: '60s. That's, if, that's if not before
1: old, then. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's an old it's an old book, but I mean there's some themes that I guess are a little more complicated if you really want to get into it. Nineteen fifty four, um, but the book in general is not written at a at a like eleventh grade twelfth grade reading. Yeah, I, I feel like
0: there's a couple books that we read like multiple years in like middle school high school. Like that and Animal Farm stick out as like yeah. multiple years
1: because they're both easy reads. It's much like Dinosaurs. They're both easy reads, but if you the older you get, the more you understand the concepts. I'm but. I'm also just surprised that at his age, he doesn't generally know what, what, what it's
0: about. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right.
0: Like I could almost write a better book report than he has. And I have I You've
1: mean, never read any books in your life. Yeah.
0: Did I read that? No, probably not. You're probably we were it, supposed least... to read it a few times.
1: Honestly, you might not have watched either of the movies. Have you ever seen any What's of the, the kids name? Movie? Piggy. Piggy. Yeah. Piggy is one of the kids.
0: They mentioned that too. Something about pig or something. Well, that's
1: a big, that's a big theme in the book. Pigs, piggy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, I might have read Lord of the Flies. It could have happened. I read Animal Farm one year. Cool. Yeah. Uh, So uh, he's trying to write this book report, and they just keep telling him all the wrong information. They're like, oh, yeah, Lord of the Flies. It's about this garbage man. And uh, (laughs) this waitress. Yeah, they get him off on this, like, completely wrong story that they're trying to tell him that that's about. So then he'll just write his book report based on whatever they tell them and just completely fail it right 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 so uh, then Ricky comes in she needs help she needs a babysitter Dorfman volunteers she's like all right you can do it
1: yeah and I feel like he's done he's watched them before I mean, he watched them when they there was that party so this is this is nothing new
0: yep they show the next scene with uh, Dorfman and Sophie playing on the couch um, we find out Sophie does have an imaginary friend named Morty at this point point. and while they're playing Morty disappears Sophie realized it's because Dorfman left the door open Brode or Morty escaped. And, uh, she doesn't seem too upset about it though.
1: No, but Dorfman is freaking out.
0: Yeah. Dorfman's freaking out. Brody gets home. Dorfman tells Brody what's going on. Ricky gets home. Um, Melissa comes downstairs, wants to, uh, study with a boy with the door closed in her room. She's like, no, absolutely <laughs> no. not. Uh, Dorfman then tells Ricky what happened with Morty. And no, now- no, he doesn't. No. I don't think he
1: does. I think Melissa says, you're not going to let me do that even though Dorfman let Morty run away or something? So I think M- Melissa definitely She might have ratted him out, him
0: but then out. he kind of explains to her what well, happened. Well, sure, sure, sure. And now Ricky's like, oh no, this is all my fault. It's because I'm not giving uh, enough attention to Sophie and that's why she's got this imaginary friend and now this imaginary friend ran away and it's all my fault.
1: Exactly. This is the thing that she feels like she was missing out on the whole time.
0: Yeah, and she's like, "I'm gonna reach out to a doctor friend for some suggestions on how to handle this." Exactly. So that's where we go now. It's a little later. I don't know days or whatever. Ricky is going to see uh, this doctor Shirley. She's an actress so we re- we should recognize, right?
1: Uh, and she's not, but also no. like, I don't. I think she was supposed to be like a child therapist, right?
0: Isn't she? Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Okay, yeah, I'll look her up again. I, I I, nothing. I don't remember anything catching my eye, but I'll I'll look her up while you while you talk.
0: So they start talking. They start having like this therapy session. Um, Doctor Shirley, she's kind of out there. She's got some uh, interesting views on things. At least that's how I took it.
1: I didn't really take it that way. No, I just thought that she. The way I took it is that she's a child psychiatrist. It seemed like she's a child psychiatrist, so she speaks very childlike to 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 Ricky.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Dr. Shirley is pretty much telling Ricky, there's nothing wrong with, uh, with Sophie. You don't need to do anything, but Ricky keeps trying to like blame herself and like make her own reasons why, uh, Sophie's having these problems and why she's not spending enough time with them and all this stuff. And like, doctor's just like, you're fine. Just, uh, but Ricky just keeps trying to blame herself.
1: Yeah, Ricky is making this more of a to-do than it than it actually is. I'm trying to see what this woman is on. Let's see. She was on a show called Down to Earth. She was on every episode of that. Down to Earth. Yeah, what year's that? She's in, uh, 84 to 87. She oh. was on 106 episodes. I mean, she's got one-offs on a lot of stuff. Family Ties, 227, Married with Children, Home Improvement, Wonder Years, Murphy Brown. I mean, all these shows. I really feel like I
0: recognized her. And like, especially she's got a pretty You UV, might have. Hold she's on. got a unique voice. She was on-
1: I know she was on one show that you were into, but I'm trying to see if there's anything before that. Hold on once. She was in an episode of Malcolm in the Middle, but that's probably not where you know her from. Uh, let's see. No, no, no. Let's get her on the show and ask her. Uh, where, where do uh, I know you from? Well, she was on an episode of um, Better Call Saul.
0: Okay. I mean, so, I don't know if I remember. I don't know if that's that. it. Cause I mean, that's 30 years later. Like I'm trying to think like who she could, she would have been pretty old in that show.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like
0: 60 maybe. Eh, I don't know. I'm
1: I don't sure. know. Uh, like around the, huh, around the nineties. I don't know. Uh, none of these are, I don't think any of these are things you can do. All
0: right. Anyways, Dr. Shirley saying it's not your fault. Ricky saying it's her fault. We go back home. Uh, Brody is still working on this book report with Beth and Danielle. Uh, this is where they bring up the garbage collector. Um, I don't know if anything else you want to add about the book report stuff right there. No. Uh, Ricky is now talking to Sophie and Sophie seems fine. Like doesn't seem like this uh, Morty thing is bothering her at all. But Ricky, it's not
1: because she she literally is like, it's an imaginary kid. Like, don't worry about it. It's an imaginary friend. Like, why are you so, why are you so worried about this?
0: Ricky, though, continues to try to make it a big issue, continues trying to uh, like blame herself for it. But Sophie's like, can I just uh, go do my own thing? Like, uh, I don't really want to read or anything right now. And uh, then Dorfman gets home with some random kid. Is the kid's name Morty? I don't know. He's, <laughs> but he's like, here's your imaginary like, friend back. <laughs> no,
1: he this is where this is where Sophie's like, well, this is not Morty. Morty is not real.
0: And then, yeah. uh, then Melissa's school counselor calls, right?
1: Yeah, and I, you know, look we you have a big issue with a lot of things where they use random you know actors for different stuff they don't there's not a whole lot of continuity i will tell you this right now that uh camp wilder gets it right because this is the this is the same counselor that called like four up three four episodes ago where they went in to talk about so they um they did it right here i appreciate that i appreciate the continuity that runs through a lot of things in camp wilder
0: yeah so the next scene is uh ricky at the counselor's office um this counselor's crazy we know it from the last episode like starts talking to her like she like she's some other kid that doesn't wear deodorant and right well then, he's not
1: he doesn't look up he just he's like looking down at his paper the whole time and she walks in and he doesn't look to see who it is and that's why he's talking to her like he thinks she's somebody else
0: yeah and then eventually we get to the point of why she's in there the counselor says melissa is sexually disturbed that's the whole issue that's why she brought her in there She's making some strange drawings on the back of her math homework and starts to show her. And then Ricky's like, "Uh Oh, those are my drawings. Those are the ones that I drew on the back of that math homework. <laughs> and then the counselor's like, so you're not sexually disturbed. And she's like, no. And, he's, and then he's like, you want to go out Friday night? So <laughs> r- real creepy, probably against uh, plenty of laws. But uh, anyway, I don't know about that. No, I don't you know. Can just ask out parents if you're the counselor. I guess. Yeah, sure why not? Uh, next scene. Uh, is, hey, that
1: kid, by the way, that kid, that kid, the Dorfman brought home,
0: yeah.
1: was in was in house arrest. He was one of the kids in house arrest.
0: Which had who in it?
1: Our but our friend, our our real life friend.
0: Oh, uh, Amy Sacco, Sack- yeah,
1: Sacco. Yeah. She was in it with him. It's
0: cool. Um,
1: but also Jamie Lee Curtis and Kevin. Yeah, Pop- yeah, I knew I recognized Peter the, name of the movie. Way. I
0: couldn't remember why. Uh, next scene, Brody's getting home. Uh, he got a D on the paper, Beth and Danielle are like, how the heck did you get a D? Like we told you everything that was wrong. (laughs) And I guess the teacher was impressed with something. Cause it was an oral report. He didn't even know that. Yeah. He
1: he got a D he's mad because he got a D obviously he's finding out that he was lied to, but, but he, I think he basically says that the teacher really appreciated the storytelling that he put into the, the report. And that is why he got a D and not, not a fail.
0: And I think the teacher's making him read some other book next or something, right? And- a
1: war- was it War and Peace? It was it was a big one. I think it was something Tolstoy or Dostoevsky, yeah.
0: And uh, they're like, oh, yeah, we can help with that one, too. And they start giving him wrong information again. Right, right, right. Uh, then we've got uh, another scene with uh, Ricky and Sophie talking once again. Um, so- Sophie makes uh, Ricky feel a little better by asking her to uh, read the book, and then they start reading and uh, Ricky realizes after she reads like a line from the book that, you know what? I need to give myself some more, uh, some more time. Like sometimes right. I, need to, I need to take care of myself. Like I'm taking care of all these other kids, but I need to give myself some time. Right.
1: Cause the book is basically about self care and that's, you know, that's what she gets out of it.
0: So. Yep. And then the, that's the uh, next scene. We've got uh Ricky. She's in the bathtub. She's naked. She's got candles. She's got <laughs> wine. And, uh, she's got Bob Marley playing. Everything's going to be all right. And then, uh, we hear a crash downstairs. You hear Brody yell, Melissa. And then Ricky just dunks herself under the water. Yeah.
1: Uh, she's not going to hear it.
0: That's the she's end of there. the episode, except we do get a credit scene with uh, Dorfman on the couch, watching TV while he's watching the front scary door, movie.
1: watching a scary movie.
0: It is a scary movie while he's watching the front door starts to open by itself. And he's like Morty. And that, that, home. that's it. That's it for camp Wilder. Um, I didn't
1: I didn't really care for this episode because I felt like they've gone through all of these themes already like they have done episodes where Ricky is not taking care of herself because she's too busy taking care of everybody else she they've done the, the whole like Dorfman babysitting for Sophie and doing perfectly fine but because he's Dorfman he doesn't he like freaks out about something that's irrelevant and not important like this is they a lot of reuse themes in this one
0: so you're putting it at number three this week.
1: I am putting it at number three. Yeah. That's correct.
0: What's two and
1: one? Uh, I don't know, man. I didn't really care for any of these. Uh, maybe, I guess, Step by Step at two and Dinosaurs at one.
0: So, I, I have Dinosaurs at one as well. Um, I did switch Camp Wilder and Step by Step. I thought Step by Step was pretty weak this week. Um, Camp Wilder, we do get uh, What's Your Face in a Bathtub at the end. So, I mean, there's something at least, nah. I guess. Doesn't nah. do it for you?
1: That's not what I'm here for.
0: No. Uh, what about next week full week Any yeah regrets? no
1: not a full week steve this is a this is gonna be a, a special week we got a, we we our. we got a christmas christmas special so you're gonna have to come over sometime um i know you're coming over on saturday so maybe we can just carve 40 minutes out but uh family Matters season four episode 10 step by step season two episode 12 and the winnie the pooh and christmas two holiday special oh
0: man so what did you say i had a holiday special. family it's matters step by step and then christmas special
1: yeah, so okay. I got that on VHS. We'll we'll watch it, um, and uh, yeah, we'll talk about it.
0: We've got some stuff planned for you guys. We've got maybe a couple interviews we're lining up. So uh, yeah, be on the lookout. Follow it. social media. You'll get all the updates at TGIFcast. Uh, thanks once again to Nikki for the theme song this week.
1: Yes, Nikki. Thank you so much.
0: And uh, we'll be back with that uh, Winnie the Pooh special and a couple new episodes for you.
1: Winnie the Pooh and Christmas too.
0: Have a good week, Steve. You got it, dude.
1: cast